Welcome to Meant to Be Mama podcast. We are your hosts, Meg and Sarah. Two women with one mission, unpacking the real and raw truths of infertility, pregnancy after loss, motherhood, and everything in between. Thank you for joining us today. We are so glad you're here. Hey guys, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at watching our podcast, listening to our podcast. This is Meg. This is Sarah. Hi guys. (laughs) We are going to be talking today about pregnancy after loss, which I am currently in the almost end of, like we talked about last episode. And it's such a wild ride. I think we we talked a little bit about this in our 12-week rule episode last week, Um, just like the crazy things that come up when you're pregnant after loss. Um, so many for things. Me, it's so many things. Like, and I'm, I'm literally like so close to the end, and then then we go into postpartum after loss, and it's a whole other like added level. So I guess, yeah, I'm trying to think. So pregnancy after loss for me, like I've shared a million times, I've had three losses, and I've touched on this on a previous episode, but we waited to get answers first before we tried again for the fourth time because I personally like needed to mentally heal, wanted to focus on my marriage, focus on myself um, before I kind of went into it again. Um, I know Sarah, you're, if you want to share like your, you kind of went right into it right after, right? Yeah. I think it's interesting because we both kind of had different ways of dealing with it. I wanted nothing more than to be pregnant again immediately right away. Um, and I, when I had my follow-up appointment with my OB after my DNC, she was like, let's get you pregnant again right away. And I was like, yeah, when can we? She's like, you can try again as soon as you want. Um, so that really for me was like the only option. I don't know if I would have, if it would have been different had I, um, suffered a second loss, but yeah, for me, it was, it was, there was no question. I just wanted so badly to be pregnant again as soon as possible. I wonder for, I wonder if, cause so I had my like chemical pregnancy and then we try, I literally thought nothing of it, tried again, like, you know, I think a month or two after got pregnant again right away. Um, and then I had that second loss. So I'm wondering, you know, if, cause I had to twice, I'm like, you know, no, I'm not gonna. So I kind of, I guess right after my second loss with my husband or my first loss with my husband, um, which was my second loss, um, because I just, I didn't really think too much into it. I'm like, okay, it's just not going to happen again. Yeah. You know? And then sure enough, it did. So I, I think that's probably why I, um, what, what were your, so pregnancy after loss, let's talk about like fears. Like what were. Like, what were your fears, like, when you got pregnant? I mean, I was immediately scared. Um, all I wanted to was, was to be pregnant. So taking the pregnancy test, I was like, you know, please be pregnant, please be pregnant, please be pregnant. And I took a test very, very early. And I knew that I was taking it early. So I was like, okay, it might not, you know, it might not show anything. But there was a very, very faint second line and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, is it? Do, do you see a line? Do you see a line? I took a picture yeah. of it and texted it to my OB. And I was like, do you think? <laughs> um, she was like, yeah. maybe. And then so I waited until the next morning because I think I took it in the afternoon. I took it early. You're supposed to take them in the morning if you're going to take them early. So I took another one the next morning and I had that one. I bought one of the ones that said pregnant or not pregnant. Um, and that one said pregnant. And 
it was like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. And then immediately was like, oh my God, like immediate fear, immediate fear. Like what if, which I think is really, really sad, which I, I, I still feel sad about that. I won't ever, you know, just be able to take a pregnancy test and think, oh my gosh, we're having a baby. Like that wasn't, like the that will never be the immediate thought anymore. Um, which is sad. And then, yeah, it's like you, yeah. because I know that, that a pregnancy, te- a positive pregnancy test doesn't mean you're having a baby. It means that you're pregnant that day. Um, which is sad, which is sad. It sucks. I, I kind of hate that I. Like it takes away a part of you. Like once you get pregnant and you go through a loss, like you literally lose a part of your soul in a sense of that innocence and that fun around, oh my gosh, we're pregnant. We're going to have a baby. Like it just takes that away. Yeah. And I think the first time around too, it's like, it's, it's a double loss because you lose the baby and you also lose everything that you've envisioned for yourself kind of going forward. So I remember with the first pregnancy, we'd lie in bed and I'd be like, oh my God, you're going to have a little baby that's going to call you dad. And like, you're going to take this baby to, you know, sports and, and like classes and you plan out, you you literally plan out, you visualize your, yeah, you think about all of these things. And, um, and so mourning that was really, really difficult. So then the second time around, I just, like didn't want to talk about anything. Um, and my fiance and I didn't even talk about it until, I mean, we would talk, we would like kind of a little bit here, like here and there mention it a little bit, or I would, he would never really bring it up because he knew that it was kind of a touchy subject. Um, but we really didn't talk about me actually being pregnant until I was probably to like 10 or 11 weeks, he and I together. Um, because it was just, too, it was, too, it felt too hard. It felt really, really, really scary for me. Yeah. The, my, my first loss 10 years ago, I remember I bought these little socks and like the pregnancy journal and I was so excited. And then the the next two, I didn't buy anything because I was like, well, the first one I happened really early chemical, but then the second one, I'm like, did I, I don't think I even bought anything because I was like, let's just, you know, I tried to not like think too much about it. I'm like, let's just go to this first ultrasound to make sure. And then sure enough, you know, but, and then when I actually got pregnant, yeah, I don't even think we like bought or really talked about anything until because we had our HCG like blood test because we did it with the specialist or whatever. And then I think it wasn't until like the, yeah, like the 10 week ultrasound when I actually saw the like little arms moving and the heartbeat is really when we're like, okay, like there's a little heart beating inside of me. Like it's actually like there and alive still. And well, like we can now talk about it. Like it just felt like kind of okay, but it's just so scary. Like you just, and you start saying things like, if this baby makes it, we, you know, or when someone says, oh my gosh, congratulations. Like, like, yeah, you know, just you, it, pregnant until proven otherwise. Like, cause you never know. Yeah. Like it just takes away the, yeah. Once I, once I announced it on Instagram, I kind of, I feel like I 
Um, and it's so funny that that's like, that's a thing that's like a line in the sand, but our worlds, you know, our worlds are on socials. Yeah. It just, it is what it is. Um, but once I did that, I kind of had to talk myself into a mindset shift because up until that point, I was always saying, I was due in June. So, but I was always saying, you know, if we have a baby this summer, if we have a newborn in the summer, if we have um, a two month old, both my fiance and and my um, birthdays are both in August. So I was saying like, if we have a two month old baby in August um, for our birthdays, and I had to really kind of stop myself from saying if, but that was a really difficult mental shift for me to start saying when we have a baby in June, when we have a baby um, this summer that was really, really hard. And I, I wasn't really able to start saying that until I was maybe, I mean, after 13 weeks, after I kind of publicly like told people I was pregnant, I was like, okay, you need to like have faith in your body and in this baby and, and that it's going to work out. Yeah. But it was hard. Yeah. I think, yeah. Just the anxiety even up, I think for me, it was even up until like 20 weeks mm-hmm. when I felt it finally like moving is kind of when I started to really feel like this was real. Um, like, you know, the, the anxiety of going to each ultrasound, like, yeah, the first ultrasound you go and you see the little heartbeat and everything, but you never know what can happen the next ultrasound and going to the bathroom every two seconds. Mm-hmm. You're like, is it just pee? Cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're good. We just, yeah. <laughs> it's just pee this time. Um, so I, I really feel like I didn't, I didn't really feel it to be real until I felt the baby moving. Did you feel that kind of yeah. to like really have faith in like your body's actually creating this life inside of you? you yeah. Know? Every ultrasound for me was really, really tough. I would, I was, I would break down in tears, um, in the waiting room before, before every it. single one, yeah. um, until past 20 weeks. The 20 week ultrasound for me was really, really scary too, because, because my first was a genetic issue that it was kind of always the anatomy scan. Yeah, the anatomy scan really scared really, really scared me. Um and I just like I remember um the week before my anatomy scan, um, praying, asking to see a rainbow. I was just like, show me a rainbow, show me a rainbow, show mm. me a rainbow. I need to see a rainbow before um, my 20 week and two days before it rained and there was the clearest rainbow, um, in the sky one morning wow. driving home from work. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Um, and that really did give me like a lot of peace. I was like, okay, it's going to be okay. Um, but I was really scared it, after the 20 week, after everything went well with that appointment, I think I went back at 23 weeks too. And after everything went well with both of those, I definitely felt a lot better. But up until then, it was t- it was it was. T- I mean, it's tough the whole it's tough the whole way through because even after that, then you start getting scared about the birth, um, and it's just. I mean, yeah, I had a a pre preterm labor scare at 19 weeks. I had contractions like this this pregnancy that I'm currently in, obviously, because the other ones I lost pre- before 12 weeks. But um, yeah, and I think that's. I started to feel the baby move like probably 18, 19 weeks. And then I had that preterm, I had this preterm labor scare where I woke up at like eight in the morning to the gnarliest cramps. Like literally my stomach was contracting like crazy to where like I was hunched over in pain, 
called my midwife. And I, at first I was like, maybe I just worked out too hard. At this point I was still like squatting somewhat, you know, decent weight and, um, probably definitely overdoing, (laughs) overdoing it. Um, but I just felt really good. So I was just listening to my body. And after it happened like 10 times consecutively, I was like, okay, this isn't, I don't feel right called my midwife and she had me come in and she was like, yeah, I think you just have a UTI. And I was like, "Mm, I've had those before. And I I really don't think that's what this is. Like it just, something feels off. And I think too, because you, when you go through loss, every pain, every like movement, everything that just feels different, you, you panic, you know? And so I was just like, no, this isn't right. And she did a culture and sent me home. And she's like, if it gets worse, like, let me know. And by three o'clock, I literally called her and was like, this is not right. Like it has been like every 10 minutes, every 15 minutes. I'm, I, I feel like it's contractions. And it was crazy because um, I was supposed to have my 20-week ultrasound that following week, and my husband was actually going to be out of town, so he wasn't going to be able to be there with me. And I was, like, really sad about that because I just really wanted him to be there. It's just, like, an important scan, and um, that was the only time that they could get me in. So I was like, oh, I'll just bring my mom. And just crazy how things work out. But they ended up getting me in, like, immediately um, to do that scan and check my cervix. Um, and do a couple other tests and like everything came back completely fine. My cervix was still long. Baby was completely fine. It was just, what's so frustrating is like, I still have no idea what that is, but I truly, I think I just was dehydrated really bad. Like I have been the worst. I've been way better as I've gotten deeper in my pregnancy because you're just so damn thirsty. But like in the beginning, I just don't think I was eating enough. I wasn't drinking nearly enough water. Um, and I just think I had, I think I played tennis that day before and I went to my personal trainer. And so I did like a double whammy that Monday. And so that Tuesday when I woke up, I, yeah, I just think my body was like, when you think about it, like at the end of the day, like your body's goal is to protect yourself. So if you're dehydrated and not like getting enough nourishment, your body's like, what the heck is this thing inside of you? We're going to try to get it out. But thankfully, yeah, everything but I was pan- I literally was panicking. I have a friend who's a midwife and I was giving her all of my symptoms and I called her and she was listening to me talk about it. Like even like have anxiety talking about it right now because it was so scary, which is like, I do not like the way that you sound. Like you need to go to the emergency room r- right away. That's why I like lost it and started crying. I was like, oh my gosh, if I have this baby right now, then your brain starts going like into every direction. Like if I have a baby at 20 weeks, like it's not going to make it. It's just crazy. Pregnancy after loss is freaking a wild ride, but thankfully everything panned out well, but yeah. And then here we are now at 35 weeks. I'm about to go into my birth and I'm having a birth at a birthing center. I don't know if I've shared that on here yet, but we're not going to be at a hospital. And I just got a like GoFundMe from a friend, but their, their daughter had something what happened during birth and she had, um, I think it's like pulmonary hypertension or something. And then like, she's in the NICU and lost oxygen and like all this stuff and has to have a surgery. And like, she sent me this the other day and I'm like, no, why did you send like my, I was like, why would you send me this? And I like feel so bad because it's like, I want to like be like, 
so like I'm so deeply saddened that that happened. But then it, like I'm like, oh my gosh, now I'm freaking panicked about having birth in a birthing center and not being in the hospital. And like your brain goes to like all these places. What if this happens? Like, so yeah, I just I just feel like it never goes away. No, know? it never goes away. And and even until that baby is like in your arms, it doesn't go away then either. Alive, breathing well, <laughs> it doesn't go. Yes, not you have a, that's you have a couple episode, days, couple scene. days of bliss, and then. The anxiety just unfortunately stays, but um, you do you do learn how to deal with it. But um, yeah, I mean, pregnancy pregnancy after loss is just so tough, and I feel like i I've really I've been really envious, like really jealous of women who have been able to be pregnant not after a loss, mm-hmm. like that they can just go and buy. Like they just go to Pottery Barn Have Kids and like set up a nursery and like not think anything at like I would start getting thoughts towards the end of my and and actually I don't I don't even want to I don't want to fill you with anxiety because it. you're like right there but <laughs> yeah. yeah it was just hard for me like buying things and setting things up because you just you don't have them in your arms yet I think that all the time this whole last two weeks while we're getting our nursery ready I literally and then I'm like snap out of it Megan yeah. I just want to like smack myself across the face like. That is not happening. Like you and your baby are so freaking strong. Like you're going to come out of this and you're going to like work through this mm-hmm. birth together and you're going to have this baby in your arms. Like that's like the things I keep yeah. trying to repeat and tell you, ha- you have to. Over. And then you have to just like that little like block out all yeah. of the other things. Cause I feel like I, towards the end of my pregnancy, I feel like anyone that I would, any woman that I would run into would like want to tell me their birth story and like how horrible it was. Mm-hmm. And I started saying, don't tell me this. <laughs> People do it all the time. And I started actually saying to women, um, I'm actually having a lot of anxiety about birth, so I'm so sorry, but I really don't want to hear your birth story. Thank you so much for wanting to share, but I'm just – I'm having a lot of anxiety about it, so I just – I really don't want to hear it. I love that. Yeah, and I I had to because – a good way to put it. Yeah, I would just say like, you know, this is a me problem. I'm having anxiety. I'm sure that you have an incredible story. I'm not in a place where I can hear it right now. And I just had to because I couldn't hear like story after story after story after story because it would just give me so much anxiety. And like women have babies every day and like healthy babies every day and like, you know, get through it and things are fine. And like those are the stories I mean, I, that you want to hear. I keep telling myself, I'm like women have babies in a field. Yeah. They've had babies literally in a field with nothing. Like, I got this. We've yeah. got this. This is going to be just fine. You're going to be fine. Or when someone starts to tell their birth story, they're like, oh, you probably don't want to hear this, but I'm like, no, but I'm really like, good. No, I don't. I don't want to hear it. Like, if you're going to start the story like that, I definitely don't want to yeah, hear it no. right now. All you, you. want to hear is, like, positive stories. Yeah. I would listen to – Um, there were a couple mm-hmm. podcasts, like, birth, birthing podcasts, and I'm sure that you've, you know, found those too, but – Send them um, my way. I need all of them. Yeah, I would listening to them over Podcast. and over and over, and it was really, really helpful. Um, but yeah, I mean, pregnancy after loss is just, gosh, like what a roller coaster of emotions for nine months. So hard. It's so crazy. Like our next few chats, I mean, our next episode is postpartum after loss, which is all about Sarah. She's sharing her journey. And then I'm going to have a baby probably like right after that. So, so wild. Our podcast, our episode after that is going to be like, I had a baby and this is what's happening. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't <laughs> wait to talk about it. We'll be right into, right into your world yeah. right now, you know? 
Crazy. So we're not out of the woodworks yet on my end. Um, And if you're listening to this and you're currently either considering getting pregnant, getting pregnant now after loss or are currently pregnant and have had a loss, like we completely understand and we're here for you. And if you guys have any questions, like feel free, like we always share, like we're open books. So yeah. Um, are you, are you enjoying being pregnant? Yeah, really? It's really weird. Oh my gosh. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. I, I mean, I think, I think I'm more so it's like, I have all the fears and things, but I'm just so grateful to be pregnant, you know? Um, cause I know the feelings of wanting to be pregnant so bad after so many times and, you know, being angry at other women that are pregnant that like now that I'm that other woman to someone else, I just trying to be really grateful that my body allowed this baby to stay and grow and, you know, I felt minus like my back pain and stuff and just the fears that we've just talked about. Like I've had a really great pregnancy and really have just tried to like embrace the changes in my body. I think now that I'm this far along, I'm kind of like, okay, we're good. (laughs) We are ready to evacuate. Um, And I'm more so at that kind of space of it's getting hard to do things. Um, So I'm just, you know. I think that's just a normal pregnancy woman feeling. Um, no, but I didn't mind it. Why Why didn't you like I it? I think for me it was just the, just the, fear the anxiety. Or? Yeah, I think it was just a lot. It was just a lot of anxiety for me. And then it was kind of – and we've talked about this kind of feeling before that it was so much anxiety um, that I like – I just like hated – hated being pregnant because I was just so, so, so anxious. Yeah. Um, yeah. It took all of the joy out of it. And then at the same time, feeling so, so, so grateful that I was pregnant and that I had a fairly easy pregnancy also. Um, and then I would feel guilty for that kind of combination, like those, that those feelings would fight with each other. So then I would feel guilt. Um, so that, yeah, it was just hard. It was just hard for me. And I think too, like you and I are similar in that we, um, you know, enjoy working out and like taking care. I, I enjoy taking care of my body. And I felt like, I really felt like my body just was not my own. Like my appetite was the things that I would crave were just things that I've never craved before in my life. And then at one point towards the end of my pregnancy, I was like, is this just me now? <laughs> and, um, and it yeah, wasn't, like, it, like, it totally went back postpartum, but, um, yeah, yeah I, I just, I tried my best to kind of roll with everything, but the anxiety for me was really, really, really difficult. So I think that that just took took yeah. the joy from it. I think I think I did have I felt that a lot when I had that preterm scare. When I had that scare, like I really had that moment, like moment of oh my gosh, did I overdo it? Like, is this like, is something like I didn't drink enough water? Like if I have anything happen to this baby, it's my fault. Like you're, you do like your brain goes and it's like a constant anxiety, but yeah, at the same, it's, it's so weird. Cause it's like, you're so grateful. And then you also have all these feelings, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, 
I've really tried and maybe it's the healing work that I did prior to getting pregnant for that whole year. Like I really took time to like heal and work on my like grief and my trauma. And I just actually made a really good post about this of like accepting my body and like loving my body for what it's done for me. Except for so long, I hated it. I was so angry at my body and just, it's like, what's wrong with you? Something like you're broken. Um, you can't have kids, like all the things. And so like that year I took off really tried to like heal that relationship with myself and my body and having that grace with it, um, that acceptance of it. And then now being pregnant, just like reminding myself to wake up every day and be like, thank you for another day, like protecting this baby and like keeping me healthy. And I feel like I'm like, kind like you should like the end, like I'm definitely eating a lot more (laughs) right now. And I'm like, what the heck? Like last night I had a, hamburger which is like an elk burger for my my husband like good meat you know um but normally I would drink lettuce wrap and last night I was like I'm having a bun (laughs) I haven't had a hamburger with a bun in so long I would just and I ate it and I was like that was so good I would sit on a bouncy ball (laughs) and I would go back and forth between like cookies and chips just like just back and forth (laughs) and I was like which one do I want yeah this is just like what I want to eat right now so that's what I'm going to do. But I, but in the back of my mind, I was like, gosh, I hope that this goes away after pregnancy. And it did. My pregnancy food cravings were really pretty wild. I didn't have many. I, ha- I like wanted cabbage, like so random. Oh my gosh. Mine were so were Who so wants crazy. cabbage? Like what? I would sit on my bouncy <laughs> ball and strange. eat out of a jar of olives, just like with a fork, would just fork olives. Mm. <laughs> so gross. I'm a hearts of palm girl. Oh, I just get the hearts of palm and just eat those. I do eat those a lot. Um, but yeah, those are the little joys in pregnancy that you like. Yeah, but you're also kind of like, why the hell am I eating this? this yeah, is so weird. Um, it's just weird. It's just weird. Like nothing wrong with it, but it's just weird for me because that's just so out of the norm for me character. personally. Yeah. yeah. For- we're both very healthy and fit, and all of a sudden we're eating cookies, chips, and hamburgers, and just was what it was. It's <laughs> what the baby wanted. You no, know, that's like I do. I do uh, have had like a sweet like at night. My husband has like a really bad sweet tooth, and normally like he'll binge on sweets post dinner, and I'm like, no, I'm good. But my that's one thing. My whole pregnancy, I'm like. What are you having? Like, what are you having for dessert? Like, I can't see that permission. Like, I'm only pregnant. Like, for me, I'm like, I can only be pregnant once. Like, I'm gonna live this up. Totally. Gonna, and that's another fear of pregnancy after the loss. Is this could be my only pregnancy? Yeah. I don't know if I can get pregnant again. So I'm gonna embrace this and eat all the things. Yeah. It's- yeah. It's funny that all of these, like, all of these things that we talk about, like, something can be such a lighthearted topic, like, like, like your cravings during pregnancy, yeah, and then like yeah. somehow the loss comes back that you're like well, this could be my only pregnancy. So it's just like, those are things that I think people Even my who, baby shower. Yeah. Like, did you do that for your, like my baby shower? I just had it a couple of weeks or like what, two weeks ago. And it was a little extravagant. Like I was ex- like, so excited. And I like, I, my mom paid for most of it, but I like pitched in cause I wanted like certain things and I wanted it to look this way and feel this way. And mom's like, all right, like I'm like this. Could, this is probably going to be my only. I kept repeating that. Like this is probably going to be my only baby shower, and I want it to be super special for me and, and Chris yeah. and like my family. And my mom's like, "Stop saying that. Like you, this you don't know that you could. You're totally going to be fine." And but like that was like a repeated thing in my head. Of, like this is probably going to be my only baby shower. 
Yeah. You know? It's those so it's those kind of thoughts that like I'm jealous that other women don't have. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I didn't do a baby shower. I kind of I kind of regret not doing it. But Aww. we didn't do one. Why? Just out of it was just more out of like convenience. It was just like inconvenient to because we had just moved. We moved from Boston to Florida. Um so all of my friends and family were in Boston. So then it was like, am I going to fly back to Boston to do a baby shower? I was like, I don't know that that makes sense. I don't know that I want to do that. And then even if I do do that, am I going to do it like logistically? Where am I, am I going to do it in the city? Am I going to do it outside of the city? Where am I going to stay? Where am I going to be comfortable? So am I going to be comfortable staying somewhere that thing. isn't my – Yeah. So then I was just like, you know – I think I just don't want to. And then my family is so amazing. They were hounding me for a registry. So I, I made a registry and I shared that with my family and they all wanted to send things. So that was really, really sweet of of everyone to do. So I, you know, they wanted to like help with stuff for the baby, which was really nice, but I didn't do like an actual shower, which I kind of wish I did. I think I kind of wish I did. And now this is the positive post loss or pregnancy after loss mindset. It's like it's okay, Sarah. You're gonna you're gonna have one on your next, yeah. next baby. Yeah, because <laughs> it's happening for both of yeah. us. See, we're just changing our mindset. We're learning. We're helping each other. We gotta hear the thought. <laughs> the, this is what I always kind of say to myself. I'm like, I have to hear the thought so that I can acknowledge that it's anxiety and that it's not real, and then I can actively like reverse it because train your brain so often like my mind just goes and I don't even hear it so like really trying to hear the thought and be like oh wait that's not actually true and then and then reversing it was helpful was helpful for me once I started like really actively trying to do that when I was pregnant and postpartum too because postpartum anxiety was was pretty bad for me too I'm just an anxious person though. So that's just, that's me. My anxiety is always kind of, it's always there. Like knocking on the door like, hey, Yeah, I'm there's here. just, it's, I just <laughs> live in a baseline <laughs> anxiety. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, hopefully by talking through this and doing this podcast is going to help. I hope so. Or at least like, you know, anyone going through any of this stuff that you know, at least you're not alone and that it's normal and, you know. We've been through it too. Exactly. That was fun. I I'm ready to not feel end is near feelings and you know the things that come up around birth. But well, I can't wait to talk I mean, about we your are birth. We're gonna have another. We'll probably have another episode. I would say before baby. Yeah. Or yeah, I'm sure. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Unless. Unless baby O decides to make an appearance unless. early. No, this baby. Baby, if you're listening to this in 18 years, please stay in <laughs> for another five yeah, weeks. A little yes. bit longer. I have a lot to do. Mama's Mama's got a lot to do. So, oh man. All right. All right. Well, yeah. I get again. If you guys uh, have any thoughts on pregnancy after loss, going through it, feel free to, to message Our DMs us. DMs are open. As always, talk to you next week, guys. Thanks for listening. It would mean everything to us if you'd rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us, your hosts, on Instagram at Meg Och, M-E-G-O-C-C-H, and at S-J-Silk, S-J-S-I-L-K. 
and follow at meant to be mama underscore podcast for all podcast related updates. Our biggest goal is to create community in this space. So feel free to DM us, introduce yourself and share your stories if you're open to it. You can also find our private Meant to be Mama community by requesting us on Facebook and searching Meant to be Mama podcast community. You can find all of these links in the show notes. See you next episode.